Karate Kid, but with vampires. <laughs> it rules. With a little more edge, too. Yeah. Oh, this, that's going to be a fun podcast, I think. Oh, I know. Because I'm finally excited about one. Yeah. It's like this one I tolerate. I'm like, okay, I, I see why I like Oh, this. fuck you. Wait, nobody knows what we're talking about. Should no. we do it? Let's do it. Should we do it? Anyway, hey, everybody. Welcome to Horror Vomit. We're talking about horror movies, so you don't have to. My name is Chris Faff, and I am your host, and I'm not introducing you anymore. You're not a guest at this point. You're just... A fixture. Yeah. Yeah. Who are you? James Marino. Hey! 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 Uh, James, what are we talking about today? Tonight, we are... Today, we're talking about Near Dark. 1987's Near Dark, written by Eric Redd and Catherine Bigelow, and directed by Catherine Bigelow. Her first feature film. And what a way to start. Yeah. Oh, this uh, movie is good. Yeah. Uh, Alright, let's let's do the cast before we start to get into it. Uh, Adrian Pastar as Caleb. Jenny Wright as May. Lance Henriksen as Jesse. Bill Paxton as Severin. And Jeanette Goldstein as Diamondback. I, I didn't write down Homer's name because who gives a shit? Right, even <laughs> though it's Joshua John Miller. Yes. But he's well. He's been in a few things since then, but nothing good. Tim, or Tim Thomerson, I wanted to mention the dad. Yes, he was also Jack Death in Trancers, and it bugged me halfway through the movie. I had to look it up because it was bothering me. Where did I know him from? So there's a lot of that in there. And the, the cop, yes, uh, Troy Evans. Yeah, he's the, in fucking everything. <laughs> exactly, and you don't even notice him until you see him, and you yeah, can never remember his name. Yeah, he's the prototype of larger set flat top cop. Absolutely. <laughs> and yeah, he's in like everything for 30 seconds. Yep. Uh, one of the other ones that I wanted to bring up too is uh, Robert Winley. He was the guy in the bar who was also the guy who put a cigarette out on Arnold in the beginning of Terminator 2. Yes, that's where they got the leather jacket from. Hell yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that again later. All right. Um, James. Yes. What did you think of Near Dark? Uh, it didn't suck as much as I thought it was going to. No, dude. Near Dark rules. It is good. It is good. It's it's a Western. And fuck you for making me like it. Yeah. It? Yeah, it's it's a Western. They wanted to make a Western, and the studio said nobody fucking likes Westerns, so they threw vampires into it. And then we got Near Dark, and it's awesome. It is, it is. It hits all the right Western spots. It's got action. And it's got a great love story if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah. So it, it was perfect. It was a perfect movie. Yes. No notes. None whatsoever. Podcast over. Thank you. <laughs> no, there are, there are notes. But, um... Oh. I think the movie was absolutely well casted. Yes. And I like it, the ties. I, I, we're going to bring that up right off the bat? Hey, I figure we should. Yeah. Because it's, it's the most notable thing about this movie. Mm-hmm. If. If nobody remembers anything about it, they remember this point. Because mm-hmm. they've seen all the movies now, too. Yes. And it took me a minute to get all the connections because I get Cameron mixed up with Bay and all of them for some reason. They all are the same guy in my head. Oh, James Cameron's way better than Michael Bay. <laughs> oh, no, I know. I'm just saying it. Any, any director like that just kind of... <laughs> Sticks the same in my head, because, you know, I'm a real big movie buff. That Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? It was oh, God, it was classic. terrible. Oh, nobody could see that face. That Fucking was Michael Bay. Ugh. 
Why are we talking about Michael Bay? Anyway, um, yeah. So Cameron connection. Yeah, the the cast thing that we haven't really brought up that we've completely alluded to is it's essentially half the cast from Aliens. Yep, and some of it from Terminator. Although I don't remember which ones came out first. I think it was Terminator. Terminator was eighty four. Right, and then Aliens was eighty six. Yes. I think a year before Near Dark came out. Yeah. So apparently, Catherine or K Biggs, Catherine Bigelow, and uh, K Biggs. That's right. And James Cameron were hanging out at the time. They were stupid. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's why I think some of that casting happened. We got Lance Henriksen. Yeah. We got uh, Bill Paxton, and we've got uh, Jeanette Goldstein. Yep. Vasquez. Vasquez. Oh, oh God. She's amazing in Aliens. Yes, yes, yes. And well, well cast in this movie, too. And I, I I can't get over how good Bill Paxton is. Rest in peace, Bill Paxton. Absolutely. God I, damn it. I'm surprised he had chief teeth left from chewing the scenery. This is just... Oh. This is the most Bill Paxton that he could possibly be. Unfiltered Bill Paxton. Did you ever see the movie that he made? Frailty? No, I have not. Oh, it's very, very good. Does he get to be all Bill Paxton-y? Oh, hell yeah. He wrote and directed it. Well, then it's... Uh... It's it's where he is called upon by God to kill demons, oh. and he can tell who demons are by touching them, so he takes his two kids with them, and the story is told through Matthew, Matthew McConaughey, who is one of the kids who has grown up, and wow. he's... In the process of murdering Powers Booth. Oh, this sounds great. Oh, I have it. I I will give you the DVD before you leave today. Okay, now I got something to watch tonight. Dude, it's so... Oh, we could easily do a frailty episode. But anyway, yeah. Bill Paxton. Fucking hell. Amazing. Uh, but everybody everybody did their part in this movie. Yeah. I mean, it was well acted. Um, I'm, I'm just going to go right into it. The fucking bar scene... Mm-hmm. This might be one of my favorite scenes in just cinema history. It's so fucking good. It's absolutely because I've been in those bars. I'm sure you have too. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Paxton is an absolute maniac. <laughs> I, I it, it was just sublime to watch it. Yeah. Just the way he would bait people. Uh-huh. And they all had their little parts that they did. You could tell they'd done it a thousand times before. <laughs> so... Pretty much, they walk in, and uh, Jesse, Homer, and Diamondback sit at the uh, at a table. Right. And then Caleb and Severin, Bill Paxton, go up to the bar to hassle the one bar patron that is up there. But when they walk in, it is the greatest 80s scene of all time. They show every one of the bar patrons, and they are just the most 80s bad guy you have ever seen. Oh, yes. There's the guy at the jukebox with the bandana and the gloves. Just just picture everybody that walked into Roadhouse. Oh, God, go. it is Roadhouse. It's so fucking good. It is. It is. And Bill Paxton walks in to just fuck shit up. And it was funny because you could tell, again, it was all choreographed. He's doing this in the front while they're doing other things in the back. Yeah. So while he's baiting the guy to fight him, oh, (laughs) we'll we'll get to the booth scene in a second. But, oh, it is just amazing. The pace on there. Yeah. 
they just kept you going and going and going. You were like, oh my god, what's gonna happen next? Yeah, and Bill Paxton's such an asshole that like he baits the guy into punching him and throws Caleb in the way instead. <laughs> He's just an unhinged maniac. Uh, and you, he spits a shot of whiskey into the guy's face and then tells him, pay the bartender. Just when you thought everything was diffused a little bit, uh -huh. that's when he spits. Uh huh. And then, okay, well, the guy must like, oh, I don't know what... Uh, now it's time for you to pay. And just the, the, the quick look on that guy's face, he's like... Uh-huh. Punches eminent. And the bartender... God, the bartender's so good. <laughs> he's just not having any of it. And you get the obligatory glass washing scene like uh -huh. every Western you've ever seen in your life. Of course. Dude, this, this is one of the best Westerns ever made. Absolutely. Ro right Modern next Western. to Roadhouse. Oh, yes. Because Roadhouse is a Western. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, it's the uh, stranger comes into town to clean it up from yeah. the... Magnificent, Magnificent Seven, only one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he tears the guy's heart out. Oh, geez. Or throat out. Throat sorry. out, yeah. Just yeah. his entire trachea in his yeah. hand. Yeah. Ro Roadhouse is great. I'm surprised the spine didn't come out with it. Hell yeah. Well, that was probably in like a previous cut. <laughs> Dude, did you know that when it was made, Roadhouse was like three and a half hours long? I did not know And the that. studio was just like, no, absolutely not. Oh, to <laughs> Could see you cut. imagine watching a three and a half hour Roadhouse? Now I can't, can't imagine not watching it. How much Jeff Healy was going to be in that? Oh, dear. I'd forgotten. I'd blocked that out. Much like I blocked out the Tangerine Dream soundtrack of this movie. Didn't like them then. Don't like them now. So, yeah, there's a, a few beefs with this movie, and that's just one of them. So, I, I really love Lance Henriksen, just in general, but especially in this movie. He's actually, like dark and kind of scary oh like if you met this dude you're like oh shit just, this guy's a fucking vampire just the menace just just the menace he could portray on his face without saying anything like when he'd look at somebody to talk you just got chills you're like oh uh, no i don't want to talk to you but now i cannot walk away yeah when they all walk into the bar and he just orders i just need a glass oh i did not see that coming <laughs> It's so good. And then the setup when he puts the glass on the floor. Or in the hotel room where they bring in the... Homer brings in the little girl. Oh, yes. Lance Henriksen is fucking menacing in that scene. That's one of the scariest things in the movie. Yeah. Some of his looks during those times. It was absolutely incredible. We should probably explain what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. We should probably have given a synopsis at one point. Oh, yeah. Do uh, you want to do it real quick? Sure. Um, shit kicker boy meets girl. Yeah. Um, girl bites boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Takes him back to meet the rest of her messed up family, which of course, Henriksen, the Homer, Diamondback, and... Severn. Yeah, Severn. So, then, uh, they get into some fights. Um, the guy, or, sorry, Caleb, ends up getting taken back with his family with a transfusion, turned human again. More fights than, oh God, I've forgotten at this point. Hold on, I have it written down. This is after the fights? Oh yeah. And then everybody dies. Then everybody <laughs> dies and they live happily ever after because um, 
What's her name again? I am horrible with May? Her. Yeah. They give her a transfusion and she's all freaked out by the sunlight. <laughs> they live happily ever after. Yeah. There's more in between, but... Yeah. That's a crappy synopsis, but... That, that, yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. Get it together, James. Damn it. You're fired. <laughs> no, yeah. It's... No, <laughs> it's the... the next one. It's the typical Western mm-hmm. guy meets a girl. She's part of a group that... Oh, the outlaws. Is, yeah, is wild. He doesn't want to, so he leaves, but he wants to be with her. He comes back, joins the outlaws, and then ends up saving the day. Mm-hmm. With the uh, kidnapped family subplot. Yeah. All kinds of really cool stuff in between there that yeah, it's I'm a, sure we'll talk about. Yeah, it's a fucking western. Absolutely. <laughs> like, it, with vampires. And even down even down to the way they shoot it. You know, they always show the big plane shots and how Dude, desolate. And, that shot of Caleb through the field, right after May bit him the yes, first time. When him, he was staggering. Yeah. And his little sister... Who is impossibly young? I don't understand that at all. Absolutely but, wise beyond her years. Yeah, but she, you know, dead. It's Caleb, and he looks sick. And they show him, and he's yeah, starting to turn black, and he's just smoking in the sunlight and mm-hmm. staggering through this field. And there's a real wide shot of it, and it's really fucking good. And that's when I was like. At, the, at that point, because I'd done a lot of work in those areas on the wind turbines, it looked exactly like I thought it would look, but I couldn't place it. Because originally I thought it was like, I don't know, Texas, Oklahoma. or maybe Oh, it's part Texas of for sure. No, they actually, they started filming it. And because it was raining, they had to film the rest of it in Arizona. So it's actually shot in Arizona. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. No shit. Arizona and L.A. But it looks like Texas, Oklahoma. Yeah. All those, it looks like the Dakotas too. And they were, oh, that's true. And they really, really captured the look of the townspeople. I mean, down to the boots, to everything. It, it didn't look dated because if you go to there now, they're wearing the same clothes yeah. that they wore when this movie was shot. Really good movie about the Dakotas, too, uh, Badlands. I have not seen that. Uh, Martin Sheen. It's from the 70s, I believe. Really? Yeah, it's really fucking good. But yeah, um, did you read about how they did the smoke effects? No, I did not. They had a series of tubes set up to come out of his jacket that were connected to lit cigars. Oh, Jesus. That's how they did all the smoke effects in this movie. So all of the actors just reeked like cigars for like weeks afterwards. Oh, my God. Well, you know, the funny thing about the effects in this movie was their practical effects were good, everything. But in my head, I'm like, wow, this is kind of cheesy. And then I remembered this movie was made in 1987. And yeah. when I reset my brain for that, the effects were amazing for the time. Yeah. I mean, especially when uh, Homer was burning down the street and walking. Hell yeah. It looked like that kid. And I don't know how they got the pass <laughs> to even light him in a fire suit at all. But some of those shots look like that kid. And it never wavers. It, it was just wonderful effects. That's one of the few things that we kind of talked about before this. They play it real fast and loose with sunlight. Yes. Like, there are clearly times when they're exposed to sunlight and it doesn't affect them. But I can let it go because the rest of this movie's so good. Well, I mentioned before, it's one of those movies where you, even if you watch it the second time and you already know the discrepancies, the movie is so good that it pushes you past it real quick. It's almost like misdirection. Yeah. It's shitty, but you don't remember it because the next thing is happening. 
Uh-huh. Which is really cool. And like I said, it's schlocky and it's kind of gory in some spots and violent, but there's also times that are actually kind of scary. Well, like, absolutely. Like the uh like we were talking about before, the hotel room scene. Mm-hmm. Where Homer goes out and gets the little girl, which ends up being Caleb's little, little sister. sister. And oh. yeah, he's like sitting her down in front of the TV while uh the Star Spangled Banner's playing because remember when TV used to quit at a certain time? Uh-huh. And he's flicking the channels, I'll find us something else. Yeah. And uh the Aliens cast, Sever, uh, Paxton and... Severin? Yeah, Goldstein and Henriksen are just sitting at the table getting drunk, playing cards. <laughs> like, oh, God. And it was a, a Russian roulette game. Like, if you... How many bullets? And then you'd have to shoot yourself while they're vampires. It's just going to hurt. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> who who would have thought of that, really? Yeah. I, I would imagine the games vampires play. They would always involve pain and death. Yeah. Cool. And... I really like that they're not like the wealthy vampires. Aristocratic. Yeah, they've clearly just been kicking around in Texas because they don't know how to do anything else, really. Like, they're not these fantastical creatures that, like, a lot of vampire movies portray vampires as. Like, they don't have a castle or anything. But that also lends itself towards my one gripe of the movie. What's that? They can never tell when the sun is going to rise, as if there's no <laughs> farmer's almanac or watches and calendars don't exist. Yeah, they always seem very surprised by it. Oh shit, the sun lights out. Okay, put up the put up the foil, put up the foil. Oh my god, starboard aft. Let's go. Come on. Sunshades. They've been around since what, Billy the Kid, the Civil War? Yeah. That, that was another thing that I didn't really care for that they didn't really need to add was Henriksen's uh Yeah. I fought in the Civil War. You guess which side. Like, oh, come on, man. We we lost. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't make me dislike Lance Henriksen. Uh, oh, and his hair in this film is perfect. <laughs> I didn't even notice the hair until you mentioned it. It's so good. <laughs> oh, and, and my favorite is, when, remember when he was going to go out in the sun? He just put on these goggles with a nose piece as if the rest of his face did not yeah. exist. Yeah. I'm like, you took the trouble to put together a mask to block from the sun. I'm thinking Welder's helmet would be perfect. No, he's got uh, goggles with a nose piece. It's so good. It, it looks great, but... Yeah, it's just the kind of stupid shit that you would finagle. I'm just like, man, I, I like he fucked it up the first time and burned his nose real bad. Like, shit, I got to put a nose piece on this. I didn't even think about it. Fuck. It's so good. Which which shows the fallibility of vampires. Although, the other thing I didn't like about this movie is there's no clear way to kill them. And every other vampire, they set up the rules. You get them through the heart, you do this. Yeah. The only thing that seemed to have um, killed any of the vampires in this was either sunlight or the 100% explosion by the gas truck. Hell yeah. Oh, in the beginning, that scene. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to talk about that now. There is a scene... Where <clears throat> Caleb is playing chicken with Bill Paxton uh-huh. with a giant semi filled with gasoline. Okay, uh-huh. so they play chicken and Caleb runs him over and he's all excited because he's like, "Okay, he's dead." No, then you see him come up or Bill Paxton come up over the top of the truck, and then all I could think of was remember the gremlin on um, Twilight Zone? Yeah, 
We're pulling pulling the parts out. He starts yanking his hand into the truck through the hood and pulling out random parts. Just shit's electrified. It's like he opened a spark factory. It's like, and he's pulling like pistons out with his bare hands. Uh-huh. So Caleb waits to the last second, pulls some knob, hops out. The truck explodes. Uh-huh. That was worth the entire movie. Hell yeah. Right there. It's so 80s and it's so good. And it's exactly like reaching in through the metal and grabbing random pieces. That is the gremlin scene from the Twilight Zone movie. The yeah, it's, it's the Terminator arising from the truck explosion in the first Terminator. I kept waiting for Bill Paxson to walk out on fire. Yeah, which also, I mean, we talked about the dude at the beginning from Terminator 2, Bill Paxton, one of the punks at the beginning of the first Terminator. Mm-hmm. And Lance Henriksen's in Terminator as well. It's so good. Yes, it is. Oh, this movie, I I didn't want to like it, which is exactly why you got the fuck you, Chris, yeah. for making me watch this. And initially, I'm like, it's okay. It was a good movie. But now, the more I talk about it, yeah. the more I'm going to have to go back and watch it again. Yeah, and uh, Caleb's kind of a real chap ass, right? Yes, he is. He's just a walking... Kind of fuck that dude. (laughs) He's a nudge. He's just a nudge. He has to be goaded into everything. He has to be forced into doing the right thing or the wrong thing. He he has to be forced. Yeah. He's got no free will. And he just feeds off of May. And at one point she says, I can't keep doing this. You're going to kill me. And he just laughs. Fuck him. (laughs) Bill Paxton should have been the hero of this film. He should have fucking spurred his neck when they first pulled him into that fucking RV. Oh, the spurs. The spurs. Yeah. We haven't talked about the spurs. Mm-mm. How did he get him? He got him the first time because he actually did something to help them for a change. When they were, they were getting chased in the bar and he found a shelter for them or something. Isn't that when he got the spurs? Oh, no. Bill Paxton always had the spurs. No, but um, Caleb ended up with spurs and I don't remember how. Oh, he probably just had them, too. He was like oh, a cowboy Oh, that's right. They're type. cowboys. I did not think about that. That yeah. would be a normal... I mean... <laughs> what do you mean, where did he get the spurs? Probably from a store or something. Well, being from Chicago, that's a natural question. <laughs> See somebody with spurs, you're going to ask. Like, What's hey, the man. deal with the spurs, huh? Hey, man, where'd you get those fucking spurs? <laughs> why, why you got spurs on? You're not <laughs> from around here, are you? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> kind of like to bring it back to uh, Roadhouse again where they walk in with a knife boot <laughs> and Swayze's just like hey man why do you think you can have that in here get, get out of here with that bullshit <laughs> oh it's not it's not complete dead air I'm just trying to breathe <laughs> man I didn't think we were going to come in with so many Roadhouse connections well, this is pretty much just Vampire Roadhouse. Well, you know, you did mention Western. Western Roadhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. I just never understood why Near Dark did not get the love. You know, Lost Boys I probably took oh, all of its thunder. Yeah. Yeah. And this is far superior to Lost Boys. Oh my God. I really did not like Lost Boys. Well, when I first saw it at the theaters... With the exception, the glaring exception of the uh, saxophone player. That, if there, it was a snapshot of the 80s, 
that has to be it right yeah, there. That, that is an all-time cinema history. <laughs> yes, yes. I remember liking this Lost was, Boys. This is committed to film for all eternity. I remember... Way to go. Just a glistening shirtless saxophone player. <laughs> Jordache jeans and a couple bandanas hanging out of the back Hell of his Hell yeah. And if there wasn't a chain wallet in there, there should have been. I, I say this not to be hateful in any way. S- s- easily the gayest scene of any movie of all time. Like, that that awoke a lot of sexualities in a lot of young men. This saw that was just like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> that in the beach volleyball scene from Top Gun. <sighs> Or how about the uh, jogging scene in the the Rocky movie where him and uh, um, Apollo were running on the beach in crop tops? Oh, hell yeah. There, there, there were more than you'd remember. <laughs> more than you'd remember. Oh, God. Rocky Four. <laughs> what a thing. But getting... There are two montages in that movie. Two. <laughs> it's great. I wish montages really worked. Yeah. Because we could have montaged this and had a better podcast. <laughs> okay, getting back to the point, though. I remember liking Lost Boys when I first saw it at the theater, right? Because I was stationed out in North Charleston. Nothing else to do every weekend. we just go see movies. We well, should have gotten Dolph Lundgren for this. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I remember it, it got held over like three weeks. I remember like I must break you. Sorry, I'm still on Rocky Four. Again, anyway. that's okay. Uh, if you need a moment alone, you go ahead and take. <laughs> I'm gonna it. go pound one out to Rocky Four. You know, like you do. <laughs> but I remember after I saw Nero. Watch how hard he's punching. <laughs> I will never unsee that. How did he get back down from that mountain? When he climbed up to the top of the mountain and raised his hands because he outran the KGB. Plus, there were no steps to run up. Yeah. He was just at the top of the mountain. How'd he get down? <laughs> Sorry. I've derailed this completely just into Rocky Four. I have trouble keeping to one point. I've been on five in the last two minutes. But fuck the whole thing I was going to say. He fucking punched Apollo to death. About the correlation between Lost Boys and Near Dark. Because we're apparently doing a new podcast. We had, we had, to, watch Carl Rocky we had to watch Carl Weathers die from being punched in the head by Dolph Lundgren. Again, every gym scene with Dolph after Lundgren. J- after James Brown. Was not aimed at a target female audience, is all I'm saying. Why were they just drinking champagne in a pool at like 8, 8.30 in the morning? Anyway, yeah, back to Near Dark. Sorry. God, I'm going to have so much editing to do. I have never laughed so hard. Anyway. We're done with Rocky 4. Are you sure? I do want to talk about Rocky 3, though. Mr. T yelled Mickey to death. It's great. Anyway, nope, back to Near Dark. 
So Jenny Wright, she's a very interesting character. She's like a New York fucking punk kid who somehow like got into acting. She was in uh the that Pink Floyd movie, The Wall. She played the American groupie. Oh my god, yes, she did, didn't yeah. she? And she like got flown to England and I guess she was just like, I didn't fucking know what to do. I was busy getting drunk and seeing punk shows, and then all of a sudden I'm in this movie with Pink Floyd. <laughs> That had to be a cool life. Yeah. But um, she hits all the right targets, though. Uh, uh, the vulnerability with the back of toughness. And she plays it note for note perfect. Hell yeah. Because, I mean, can you imagine it just being able to portray a girl in a small town that's never been there and have that, have that um, vulnerability yet toughness show in the face? Yeah. So the casting was perfect. What better than a, like a, a yeah. straight-up punk chick? She's seductive and dangerous it's great yes it's really good amazing casting again also i i can't i I gotta say it because it's just floating around up here you ever notice that clubber lang only just threw like haymakers (laughs) sorry back to rocky three for just a second well if you've ever he he swung from his back on every punch well if you ever watched um like the old tough man competitions that's what that's where he came from his actual background was that so he had no boxing skill whatever except for fighting in in tough man competition so it's just going to be that and hanging out with Hulk Hogan trying, anyway trying sorry. to trying to teach him a jab i don't think so yeah it's been bugging me just picturing fucking Mr. T just th- whirlwind throwing punches throughout that entire movie anyway back to near dark god damn it I'm okay. the worst. Are we sure we're done with Rocky? Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Yeah. Okay. As soon as I open my mouth, I guarantee you, you're going to make a Rocky reference. No. I, now I'm just thinking about Rambo. <laughs> Stallone's the best. But, uh, um, yeah, this is kind of a weird movie to, like, oh, yeah, Catherine Bigelow, you know, from The Hurt Locker in Zero Dark Thirty. <laughs> Blue Steel. <coughs> yeah. That was a good... I love that movie. This was kind of one of those like, huh, didn't expect that. Well, honestly, I'd never really looked into Catherine Biggs or Bigelow and... Catherine Biggs. Catherine Bigelow until I uh, watched this movie and actually had to do some studying oh, and stuff. Okay, oh, oh, Biggs. Okay, Biggs. <laughs> uh, I will constantly and consistently... I bet she would slap people. us both in the face if we ever said that to her. Either that or we get a big smile and thumbs up and security called on us. <laughs> yeah. And then Bill Paxton would raise him from the dead. And... Um, Guys, Chris and James are back. Uh, yeah, get, get the team. Yeah. Oh, man. I... Shit. This is really short. I don't really have a whole lot left to say about Near Dark. Well, like... I don't know. I, we didn't talk about the... Uh the how dark this movie was i don't mean in tone i mean just the way it was filmed i had a tough time seeing some of the stuff yeah and i don't know if it was on purpose or they didn't have enough money i'm guessing it was on purpose well it's also a vampire movie so i mean there can't be a whole lot of light i mean yeah but it can be lit in a way where you can see things and imply darkness yeah but i mean it's literally a vampire movie like what do you want for it to be like midsummer all bright and shiny like it's not no but there's dark and there's dark yeah on that note it's fine
Man. I miss Bill Paxton. Did you ever see The Dark Backward? Nope. Where him and uh we were talking about it yesterday. Uh the Breakfast Club guy. Yeah, um Judd Nelson. Yeah, him and Judd Nelson are in a movie and Wayne Knight's in it too. <laughs> or not Wayne Knight. <laughs> Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton, yeah. <laughs> Although in later years they started looking a little more alike. No. <laughs> What? Oh, I'm thinking of Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> Engelbert Humperdinck? What? Alright, this is a question I've had for a very long time. If you're getting into entertainment and your name is Engelbert Humperdinck, did nobody like nudge him in the ribs and be like, Hey man, real quick. No. <laughs> you should probably change your name. We're not doing this with this name. Why? Why would you insist... That you still go by Engelbert Humperdinck. I think that would, the only thing that would make that story cooler is if his name was like Joe Smith and he picked Engelbert <laughs> Humperdinck because it was memorable. Just to, just to be an asshole. Yeah. I'm so good that I will make it with this name. <laughs> That's a little bit of swag right there. I'll bet you 300 bucks I can make a record and put the name Engelbert Humperdinck on the cover. All right, I I think we're back. Some some happened with our audio, and we uh we just kind of stopped recording, which is always fun. Yeah. So mm-hmm. technical issues aside, hey, we're back, everybody. Hey. hey, welcome back to another amazing episode of. No. No. We're not going there. <laughs> no. Hey, give it a shot. I get nothing. Um. But yeah, Michael Bean was supposed to be in this movie. And I don't know where we left off. I, we could have listened back and figured out where we were. But, but that would take effort. Yeah, we're not doing any of that. Absolutely not. <laughs> not putting in any, in any of that effort bullshit. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you people to try. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, Michael Bean was supposed to be in this movie. It would have been a way different movie if Michael Bean was in it. Mm-hmm. They, well, they, they speculated he was supposed to play um, Caleb. But they oh. might have written a role just for oh. him. Oh, God, that would have been so good. So what do you think, Michael Ky- Bean? Kyle Reese in this movie, too? Hell yes. Michael Another Bean Terminator connection? Fuck yeah. Or Michael Bean, bad guy. Which would you think would have been better in this? Um, I don't like Michael Bean as a bad guy. Okay. Because he was the bad guy in, what did we just look up? What was it Art of War yeah. with Wesley Snipes? Yeah. Where he looked like Joey Pants? <laughs> yeah. Michael being blonde with an earring and like a backwards Kangol cap. It was ridiculous. Not good. Not no, good. no. I want me some Kyle Reese, some Hicks, some, you know. Yeah. Some kick-ass good guy, Michael Bean. Yeehaw. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, okay, we Man, got that out of the way. What, but no, what, they, a, what a career he's had, too. Michael Bean. Holy shit. Everything. <laughs> it's so good. Aliens 3, which is another connection. Well, he wasn't Terminator. really in Aliens 3, though. Wasn't he one of the background guys? No, because he was in Aliens. Didn't he die in Aliens? Yes, he did. Yeah, he might have been in a flashback, kind of like how he's in Terminator 2, technically, because he's in a flashback. But he's not in Terminator 2, because he died. Kyle Reese dies. Well, of course, you know, with my extensive... Extensive... Uh, Deep diving into this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm bound to make a few mistakes. I, I mean, what I'm saying is the Michael Bean, when he comes, he makes a good John Connor. Yes, he does. Yeah. 
I think, uh, yeah, he's one of those those guys again. He's in all the movies, and I couldn't name him up until recently. Yeah. And, yeah, his jizz is sacred. It's going to save mankind. So if, if you have an opportunity, I mean, get that jizz right out of him, because... If, sacred if you, if, jizz? Yeah, if you can extract semen from Michael Bean, you, you got a... It's basically gold in your hands. You can make a human bean? Yes. I, I'm going to hell for that. Yeah, that, that was a real bad joke, but no, I mean... If you're listening, Michael Bean, just send us a vial of your cum. We'll we'll take it from there, but we will save the world. Hell yeah, the machines won't rise as long as we have a good couple vials of Michael Bean semen, just on hand. I mean, it's gonna be hard to hold on to because I mean, you're you're gonna want to taste it every once in a while. The taste, taste of success. Taste that Michael Bean. That salty, yet so so sweet Michael Bean, so that he can be one with you. Because I mean, we're all made of stardust and a little bit of Michael Bean, and so are we gonna scrape it from the Michael Bean genes? Yeah, I mean you can. And if we can you make want. a Michael Bean scene. Yeah. God damn it. Anyway, um, yeah, no, this movie would have been great with Michael Bean in it. So if you're thinking, because that- I mean. Adrian Pastar, he did fine as Caleb, but... I could have had a doormat do the same amount of emoting and acting and decision-making that he did in that movie. Yeah. So I think that uh, Michael Bean obviously would have been a better choice, unless he was supposed to 100% be a doormat. You know who else should have been in this movie? Ooh, recasting. Love it. Who? Jeff Goldblum. Well, Jeff Goldblum just automatically (laughs) makes everything a little bit better. Wouldn't... Oh, God, we need to make a vampire movie with Jeff Goldblum, where Jeff Goldblum's like a weird, touchy-feely vampire. <laughs> Absolutely played straight, not for laughs. Oh, man, he's so imagine, good. I wonder if he could pull off Menace. What? Why Why was his chest out in Jurassic Park? When was Jeff Goldblum ever, like, really a sex symbol? I mean, I mean he's fine, but, I mean... Unconventionally no. <laughs> good looking. Yeah, he's... Huh. What a weird person to be like a, a sex symbol. Jeff Goldblum. It's kind of like, why was Kirby Puckett a professional athlete? <laughs> it's, it's just boggling to the mind. I have no idea who Kirby Puckett is. He was the dude that played for the Minnesota Twins in the 90s. Oh. Fat baseball. Oh, okay. Like Cecil Fielder. <laughs> Just a big fat dude. <laughs> the best kind of pitcher. Yeah. I think they played first base. Okay. I don't know. Well, you don't have to move a lot. Did. Anyway. You just stand there and catch. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That. Now we're just talking about baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Let My, us explain how baseball works to everybody. Well, Chris will have to handle that because I, I know three rules in baseball. That's it. What, what are the three? Um, which direction to run around the bases, that's one of them. Yeah. And uh, if they catch the ball and touch the base before you hit it, you're out. Uh-huh. And uh, you get three strikes. Good. You nailed it. Hey. That, that's baseball, everybody. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. We got it. We did it. Now, if you want to talk about soccer, we could do it. Absolutely not. Boxing? No, thanks. Okay. Well, that's all I got. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Uh Final final thoughts on Near Dark? Again, you won me over on this one. 
I wanted to say <laughs> meh, but now upon re-looking at it, I want to re-watch this movie so bad. Yeah. To see the things I didn't see and to enjoy it as a movie instead of looking at it. Yeah. It's not one of those movies that you need to take seriously. Like, you can look at shit on your phone while watching it. It'll be fine. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just really fucking good. I think it would have been even better at a theater, though. It's it's probably my favorite vampire movie, to be perfectly honest. Like, it's just very good. Because a lot of the other vampire movies, they take it too seriously. And I just... Well, and it's also kind of a classist kind of thing. You yeah. Know, these are blue-collar, regular vampires, if yeah. you want to call them that. And they didn't go to Ivy League. They're not a count. You're absolutely right. It has an entirely different feel. Uh-huh. Yeah, they don't have these castles. They're not stuck-up weirdo dicks. They're just yeah weird people that live in a fucking motorhome. And they have an almost feral quality to them, too. You know? that, yeah, that, that's a very apt description. Yeah, they're like feral vampires. And that makes it even scarier, because if you think about other vampire movies, you got to think about the rules, the stake through the heart, the, and it's exact. Uh-huh. And this movie, it, it was left at, how do you kill them? You don't know. Nobody really knows how to kill them. They've been shooting them. They're spitting out bullets. Yeah, and if I remember right, the word vampire is never murmured once during this film. Not at all. Like, it's, people don't know what they are. It's not a universe where, like, it happens in our universe. Right. Like, it's not the weird extended world where, oh yeah, vampires do exist and you have to look out for them. Like, nobody knows what the fuck these maniacs are. And they're, now that you mentioned it, they were always very careful to make sure that their victims were dead. Yeah. They didn't turn, except for, except for Caleb, there was no accidental turn and they made sure they were dead. Yeah. So it, it held on to its own rules, which I like. I hate it, except for the sunlight thing. I hate it when you watch a movie, they set down rules, and then they just mess with them. And it's, why, why am I bothering? If you're not going to take it seriously, why should I? Yeah. So they kept that with this in this movie, which was really good for me. So this is the first of a little vampire block that we're going to do because... We don't usually do this, but next week we're going to be doing uh, Stakeland. Stakeland. And I'm yeah. already halfway into it, and I'm hooked. Oh, yeah. I am I am lubed up and juicy for this one. I am slowly becoming a horror fan through this podcast. Oh, God, Stakeland's so good. But, with, yeah, all right. Um, Anything else for Near Dark? Mm, not that I can think of. Me either. Very, very good. Go watch it. It's, it's a fucking classic. Indeed. Uh, plugs. Anything you would like to plug? Not this yeah. week, but maybe next week. Oh, you son of a bitch. Um, well, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and just horror vomit. We're around. And then there's the other thing. Only fans. Yeah. You can go see my wang. It's out there. Dr. Pissface. That's right. Or Th- you can just thank ask you, Chris. Thank you for promoting my... <laughs> I wasn't gonna, but... Well, I don't think it'd be a podcast if we didn't mention it. Oh. I mean, it's still a podcast, technically speaking. Fair enough. I mean, it, it's not a radio show. Nobody called in. Should we call someone? Um, I don't think that would be the best idea we had today. No. Uh, fair. I don't know. We could just call somebody. We could just enter a random number. Prank calling people. Near dark? Yeah. 
We're here to test your near-dark knowledge. How'd you get my number? That's not important right now. What did you think of Lance Henriksen's performance? Uh, On a scale of 1 to 10, where would you put Bill Paxton? Just in general. And the amount of Bill Paxton showing. Oh, God. Give me all the Bill Paxton. Just melt it down and inject it directly into my veins. Well, we should cook it, you know. A little bit. That's why I said melt it. Oh, I didn't hear the melt. Yeah. Okay. Like a turkey melt. Ooh, turkey melt sounds good. All right, we're getting way off base. This doesn't matter anymore. No, it uh, Should we be, just be done? Absolutely. All right. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> All right, waving doesn't help. Goodbye, everyone. Ass hat. Every time. Every fucking time. Oh, whoops. I thought I pushed stop. You could see oh. terrified.